You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Time to lock and load. Time to get control. Time to search for soul. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. David, our time in Indianapolis has ended. Yours ended a day later than mine. I had to leave early on Saturday because my children decided to take that as an opportune time to start vomiting all over my parents' house. I was very sad that I did not get to see Devin White or Devin Bush, but you were there. Yeah. But guess what, David? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're talking about today. We're going to wrap up our combine talk uh, on the next couple episodes, but we have a little bit of semi news that we're going to get into, which is going to send us down a rabbit hole of frustration. But the quote unquote news today is that Donovan Smith is expected to be franchise tagged uh, if a long term deal cannot be worked out between now and you know the deadline for the franchise tag, which I believe by the time you're listening to this is today at 5 p.m. Is that right, David? Yeah, it's March 5th. I don't know what time. Uh, okay, it's, it's like 5th. yeah, March 5th at like four or five in the afternoon. Yeah, the Bucks are going to franchise tag him. We've known this is coming. I, I'm I'm not really sure why it was such a huge surprise. I guess because it was semi-official, but still not really at all. But. You know, we, we've known this is coming. They're trying to get a long-term deal worked out with Donovan Smith. Placing a franchise tag on him means that they have exclusive negotiating rights and he cannot hit the open market. We knew this was coming. You know, this is not a surprise to anyone. So as of right now, Donovan Smith is a tick over $14 million against the cap, which is what has everybody freaking out. As it stands right now, the Buccaneers are $3 million over their adjusted cap number for this year. Everybody just calm down, please. Pretty please. Can we calm down for a second? I've seen numerous Facebook posts. I've seen numerous comments in the comment section. I've seen numerous tweets. The Bucks aren't going to sign anybody in free agency. The Bucks can't afford to re-sign Quan Alexander. The Bucks have no money. Da-da-da-da-da. Chill. The Buccaneers in a matter of 10 seconds, can free up $23 million. We've talked about it the last two episodes. We've talked about it at BucksNation.com. Jason Light has been extremely noncommittal at bringing back Deshaun Jackson or Gerald McCoy. The two of them together equal a $23 million cap hit. So in five seconds, Jason Light, boom, $23 million available. We can go spend it now. You have guys like Mitch Unrein and William Golston that add up to seven and a half million dollars. Boom. You're over 30 now. Your punter is making, what was it, David? Three million dollars? Two million dollars? How much is Brian Anger making? Three million. Three. All right, now you're at 33 and a half. This is not complicated, everyone. Stop freaking out about the salary cap just because the Bucks don't have $75 million to spend like they do every year. It's not hard. It's really not. How many times, David, in the past 10 years have we seen Tom Brady and Drew Brees restructure their contracts with the with the Patriots and Saints respectively to give them more cap room 
and more wiggle room to make moves in free agency. Lots of times. It happens every year. Donovan Smith is not going to enter the 2019 season costing the Bucks $14 million. I promise you that. I have no inside information. I have no sources telling me this, but I promise you, Donovan Smith is not going to be a $14 million cap hit in 2019. I promise you, the Buccaneers are not going to ignore free agency because of their cap situation on March 4th at 8.17 p.m. Eastern Time. This is not hard. It is not something to freak out about. They have guys they want to sign. They have to have money allocated to sign their draft picks. And in a matter of 10 seconds, I mean, David and I talked about it pre-show. In a matter of 10 seconds, we gave the Buccaneers $33.5 million. And like to hear it or not, and and David, I'll pass the mic over to you because I know you share this sentiment as well. Whether you like it or not, those players that... I, I did my little Jason Light impression, snapped my fingers, and got rid of are not going to affect whether the team succeeds or not. At the end of the day, as much as I love Gerald McCoy, as excited as I was when the Buccaneers originally signed Deshaun Jackson, getting rid of those two players heading into 2019 is not going to affect their success. They are expendable, and their contracts are expendable. That's my soapbox. I'm going to get off it and, and let you get on yours. Oh, so first of all, the Donovan Smith thing. All right. And before I get into this, here's here's what Rick Stroud tweeted this morning. Uh, Bucks Weeks franchise tag on Donovan Smith as talks on extension progress. And then the Tampa Bay Times printed or posted, whatever you want to call it, uh, an accompanying article saying that the Bucks Weeks franchise tag on Donovan Smith as talks on the extension continue. And if you read the article, it's a very matter of fact. The Bucks and Donovan Smith are talking. If they can't go to an agreement, the plans to tag him. They'll continue agreeing or they'll continue negotiating. Here's what the tag does. Here's what Donovan Smith has done. And here's some more information. That's it. That's that's the breaking news that got everybody all fired up today. Jason Light said this on Wednesday at the Combine. After after his media session with, you know, on NFL Network and Cameron and all the national outlets and everybody else who was there. He and the and the beat writers all went, you know, into the shadows and they continued asking him other questions, such as they wanted more clarification on Gerald McCoy. They wanted more clarification on Deshaun Jackson. He wouldn't give it to him. They asked about Donovan Smith. And he said, This isn't a quote, it's I'm paraphrasing, but he he said, We are trying to extend Donovan. We're talking, talks are going well. If we don't get something done before the fifth, he will probably be franchise tagged so that we have him secured and we continue talking. That happened on Wednesday. Today's Monday. Tomorrow's Tuesday when you're listening to this and when the franchise tag has to be placed. This is not new information. Donovan Smith went on Good Morning NFL or Good Morning Football. Yeah, Good Morning Football on NFL Network. Like a month ago, there was there like they didn't even ask him, Are you gonna be back in Tampa? It was what are we gonna expect from the Bucks in 2019? What do you expect from James Winston and Bruce Arians? What are you doing in your off time preparing to come back to Tampa? Like this is a man who knew that he was coming back to Tampa in 2019. So the inference there would be that they're either working on a contract extension or he's going to get tagged until they work on a contract extension. He knew this back then. All right. What Donovan Smith tweeted when he he's tweeted, like, I don't know what you're talking about, or like, this is news to me, is that from Rick Stroud's tweet, 
Okay, because you said it the correct way that the Buccaneers will tag Donovan Smith if need be if there's no extension in place by the time the deadline comes around. That's the correct headline if you want to make a headline of it. The wrong headline is the Bucks have tagged Donovan Smith. And that's what I keep seeing is people talking about how he's been tagged. He has not been tagged. And if he gets tagged, which he probably will, it's to hold him in. It's, it's an earmark, guys. It's, it's a paperweight. Okay, until we put the ink on the rest of the paper and get it signed. That's, that's all that is. And you know what? These things go south in a hurry sometimes. He may play for that tag money. but So let's first get that out of the way. That's the news, okay? Rick Stroud, I mean, kudos to Rick on the timing of the tweet, okay? Like, he didn't even write an article about this himself on Tampa Bay Times. Yet I see articles and columns posting everywhere about this. He didn't even write one. The, the one that's accompanying the tweet by the Tampa Bay Times has no writer attributed to it because it's simply just data. So the, the guy who started this whole thing didn't even write a column for it for his own newspaper, but everybody's running with this like some sort of breaking news. It's it's not breaking news. It's not new information. But everybody's up up in and in, in has, has their crap all twisted because of Donovan Smith. First of all, we've heard from nobody that Donovan Smith is lazy. Okay? You show me a left tackle that gets blown by or that has never been blown by on a, on a pass rush. It's not going to happen. Joe Thomas has been blown by on pass rushes. Joe Thomas has missed run blocks. I promise you this. Ali Marpet has given up sacks. Okay. Does he give him up more than, more than we like? Of course he does. But you know what I didn't hear for like the first four weeks of the 2018 NFL season? I didn't hear how much Donovan Smith sucked. Because again, when you are winning, these, these conversations don't happen. It's when you're losing, that these conversations come up. And not for nothing, Guys, but, but we've all been together for quite a long time. Can you tell me a player not named Levante David or Mike Evans who hasn't been the subject of some of this crap, of some of this, it's your fault? Maybe Ali Marpet. Even there's actually, I've seen Bucks fans throughout the season say that Ali Marpet wasn't as good as some people thought. When he got Pro Bowl snubbed, I remember seeing people talking about how even Ali didn't deserve a Pro Bowl spot. So even Ali has some of it. It's, it's part of losing, okay? But when you look at Donovan Smith, because that's really, I think, I think what all this is really about is the fact that the Buccaneers are keeping Donovan Smith. And I've already kind of chimed in on my thoughts on the offensive line in general. But here's your, here's your, here's your market for left tackles in 2019. Okay, when you look at the young group, you got Jake Fisher from Cincinnati. Raise your hand if you want a Cincinnati offensive lineman in Tampa. Nobody. Andy Dalton's not raising his hand. Actually, he's probably raising his hand because that means he's not in Cincinnati. Trent Brown from New England. Okay. I would actually be okay with that. You're not paying Trent Brown anything less than you're paying Donovan Smith. And let me tell you something. I'm okay with Trent Brown coming in if they want to get rid of Donovan Smith because you're basically breaking even. You're not getting any worse, but honestly, I'm not going to expect Trent Brown to come in here and light anything on fire. If the New England Patriots are letting a young guy walk, it's because they feel like he's expendable. If the New England Patriots feel like Tom Brady's left tackle is expendable, um... Are we going to suddenly start questioning the Italian evaluation skills of the New England Patriots? Is that is that what we're about to do? Uh, it, no. If New England is letting a player walk out the door, nobody should sign that player. That's not going to end well for the team that signs said player. It never does. Ever. Ever. Ask right. Titans fans about uh, Butler. Yeah. Especially a young guy. Older guy, yeah. maybe you get a year rental out of him. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, the, the Logan Mankins performed yeah, decently Logan in Tampa, but that was also a trade. 
and that and was, was also old. a desperation move by the Bucks. Like <laughs> and he was old. Like and he was old. The Pats, the Pats love giving up on old talent. Okay. Yeah, of course. Young talent, that's not something they usually do. Cedric Ogbuie. Sorry if I butchered your name. Oh, and by the way, Jake Fisher, restricted free agent, which means the Patriots can match and tender and all that other crap. If if or the not the Patriots, the Bengals, sorry. If they're even tendering him. If the Bengals aren't tendering you, I don't it's kind of like Chris Baker. If the Washington Redskins don't even want to talk to you about a negotiation, like I don't I don't know how many people understand that. When Chris Baker's contract came up, he he told his agents, I want to stay in Washington. The agents went to the Redskins and said, Swaggy P or Swaggy P. Wow. Swaggy wants to stay in Washington. Washington said, We're good. Yeah. Like, sorry, bro. Not even a low ball offer. They just said, Nah, bro. Have fun. Okay. <coughs> that kind of takes me back to Cincinnati. If a Cincinnati, if Cincinnati is letting a lineman walk that they have restricted rights over, you don't want them on your team. Yeah, especially uh, after they lowballed uh, uh, Whitworth, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, yep. Yeah, they that he wanted to stay in Cincinnati, yeah. and they lowballed him. Yeah, and and so. he walked to go to Los Angeles, and now he's staying in Los Angeles. He was one of the best offensive linemen in football last year. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see, Corey Robinson out of Jacksonville. I mean, we know they've had a, a fantastic run game in pass protection, right? Yeah, yeah. hard pass. Uh, Jeremy can't pronounce your last name out of Arizona. And then you got a 32-year-old Sam Young coming out of Miami um, and two 33-year-olds, one coming out of Washington, one coming out of Carolina. Though that, ladies and gentlemen, represents the entire free agent market minus soon-to-be-released players, which we can't predict. That's your left tackle market. So who do you want to replace Donovan Smith? Rick Rick Stroud was not kidding when he said, if Donovan Smith hit the open market, he would be the highest paid left tackle. Yeah. He would oh, yeah. be the most sought after left tackle on the market. That wasn't a joke. That wasn't that wasn't, you know, puffing out your chest because that's that's your player. No. It's because he's the best option out there. And here we go. Voice of uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to to summon my inner fantasy footballers. Shout out to Mike and Jason who we've had on the show before. <clears throat> the voice of public opinion. But 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 David what about Jonah Williams at number five? So Jonah Williams, listen, uh, I I understand how sick Jonah Williams has to be of hearing that his arms are too short. Okay. Probably about as sick as Elijah Holyfield is about hearing about how awesome his dad is. These players are told and taught by their agents that the NFL combine is a three or four day long, depending on how long you're actually on ground for job interview. When Jonah got up on the podium, and I wasn't one of the ones, like there were some people. So there was a Bucks outlet out there. I'm not going to name them. You probably know who they are, who were who just bashing the lights out of this kid, Jonah Williams, that is, for his attitude on the podium. And I even mentioned to you, like Josh Jacobs said he was like the funniest dude in the locker room. You're like, oh, well, maybe it's more locker room type humor than it is public humor. I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. Plus, he's got to be stressed out. Plus, he's got to be tired. Plus, he's probably sick of it. And he's really sick of it. And I get it. I really do. Here's the problem. When he was asked how he felt about moving inside, he was very nonchalant about it. He was very sarcastic about it. And every time he answered the question, he said, but I'm a left tackle. If you're doing this at your job interview, I don't even want to know what you're going to do when you're in the room or when you're in the locker room or when fans are out there tweeting, Donovan Smith should be moved to right tackle and Jonah Williams should get to play left tackle. And now you retweet it or you subtweet some crap. Okay. 
really honestly the dude the dude just it, it wasn't a smart move i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like crucify him for it or anything but it, it just wasn't a smart move which is why when you have guys like dalton reisner who's out there on the podium and they're asking him the same questions how do you feel about people who say you need to move inside and he's saying he's like i'll play right tackle i'll play right guard center left guard left tackle you want me to play you want me to be a kicker wide receiver running back whatever you want me to play i will play it and he's happy as could be on the inside maybe not it doesn't matter what I need you to, what I need to know is that when it's time for you to produce, it's time for you to perform, that you're going to do it. And what Jonah Williams showed me, at least at this stage of his his career, which to be fair, I mean, these are all college kids coming out. So I so I got it, grain of salt type type of stuff, right? But what it tells me is that today, when I look at Dalton Reisner, or I look at Garrett Bradbury, or I look at Jonah Williams, who are all interior linemen projections at the next level, two of them are okay with it. One of them got real sick of it real fast after only two days of being in Indianapolis. All right. Um, to me, that's a problem. Uh, I don't like it. I'm not saying he shouldn't be drafted or he's a third third day pick. Nothing crazy, okay, guys? But when you have your choice between a Jonah Williams or a Garrett Bradbury or a Dalton Reisner, I want the guy who's happy to be there doing the job that you're asking him to do versus the guy who will do it. Okay. Hey, coach, you want me to play right guard? I'll do it. But just so you know, I'm a left tackle. Well, thanks, buddy. No, you're not. You're you're a right guard if I say you're a right guard, right? So that's that's my thing about Jonah Williams. Love the kid as far as the talent's concerned, and I'm not trying to blow this thing out of proportion, so don't go crazy on me. But if you're if you're telling me I gotta pick up those three specific players, Dalton Reiser, Jonah Williams, and, and Garrett Bradbury, I'm taking either Bradbury or I'm taking Reisner. Honestly, I'm taking Reisner because he's got versatility. He snapped the ball. He's played both guard positions. He's played both tackle positions. I like that. So I want him playing right guard with the ability to kick outside if you need him to, not on any type of permanent basis, uh, similar to what the Broncos experienced last year. So so there's that. So that's the Donovan Smith stuff, okay? Yeah. I mean, most players aren't going to come out and throw their guy on their buzz. Ryan Jensen's not going to come on the Lockdown Bucks podcast and say, yeah, guys, Donovan Smith's the laziest dude I've ever worked, for, or with, worked with. I understand that. I'm not jumping in to any pools until I see them. I've made some jokes on the show because I know people think he's lazy. Got it. So I'm party to it as well. However, you watch a lot of linemen. When they get blown by and their quarterback's on the ground, they're not running. When they get blown by and they're running, their quarterback is five yards downfield running. These guys don't run fast. So if they see their teammate running five yards ahead of them, most of them aren't going to be running down the field at a full sprint. Okay? It's just... That's offensive linemen. Um, and if they do, chances are they're going to end up getting hit with a block in the back anyway. So now you're talking about a, a penalty that negates the play. Right. Or they're going to be extremely gassed on the next play because of they just ran all that stuff in pads. Uh, and then they yeah, get beat. I mean, yeah, and then they get beat for a sack and everybody hates them. As far as lazy, laziness stuff is concerned, guys, listen, Ali Marpet, everybody loves Ali Marpet, thinks he's one of the hardest working guys in the world. Most people I know that have like through-the-roof work ethics don't tend to become best friends with guys who are lazy, like birds of a feather flock together sort of thing, right? Like if Ali Marpet and Donovan Smith are really that close, it's probably because they enjoy doing some of the same things. If Ali Marpet really enjoys working and working out and getting ready for games, guess what Donovan Smith probably likes doing? Like I don't I don't imagine they go to Planet Fitness together and Ali Marpet works out while Donovan eats the pizza. You know what I mean? I don't think it's that type of relationship. I'm pretty sure they're both working out possibly while eating pizza. And then, yeah, the whole thing about him saying he doesn't know what they're talking about, uh, is because, like I said, Stroud's non-breaking news tweet got turned into breaking news by other people. 
and fans started freaking out saying that he's been like, I just, I actually, myself, I was like, wait a second. I looked up uh, the NFL's transaction report for today and nada. It's, it's yeah, not I mean, on there. Even, even later in the afternoon, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody from, from ESPN because Schefter retweeted it and it, it listed the players that were tagged. And then there was another list underneath where in all capital letters, it said expected and Donovan Smith was under that one. Yeah. And that's true. It's expected. And it's been expected since he went on good morning football. When I said to everybody, that's a man who, who knows he's coming back and it's been expected again, since Jason light said on Wednesday, we're working on extension. If need be, we'll probably tag him. And it's still known today, but it hasn't actually happened. It's going to happen tomorrow, or it's going to be like there's there's some news for you. Either Donovan Smith's getting an extension tomorrow, or he's getting tagged tomorrow, or those conversations just completely went into the toilet. I.e., the Bucks are like, we'll give you five million a year. And Donovan Smith's like, whoa, bro, I'm gone, which isn't I don't think this is happening. And then as far as like Quan and all this other stuff is concerned, uh, again, I mean, it's, it's been out there guys, like barring any drastic changes in, in conversations, Quan is going to hit free agency and Quan is going to go out there and, and what, and this is unconfirmed. These are assumptions on my part, just thinking about the business side of this thing. I'm thinking Quan wants X amount of money. Uh, I can't remember what I thought he wanted. I think i said, I think he wants like 12. I don't know. He wants X amount of money. The bucks want to give him, X minus two million, probably two to three million a year on average. Quan is saying, Nah, I love you guys, but I really think I deserve this kind of money. And they're saying, Look, Quan, we love you back. Your ACL scares the crap out of us. So we got to protect the franchise. So this is what we can offer you right now. Do, do us all a favor. We're going to let you go talk to other teams, see what the rest of the league says. If they're willing to give you more money, we will we will look at those numbers, and if you allow us the opportunity to match, we would love the opportunity to consider matching what what you're offered from other teams, and, and that's where they stand right now. I, I honestly believe that's where they stand right now. Um, I, I think you're dead on. Yeah. Now, I, is it possible that it, between now and then, Jason Light gets sweaty palms because oh man, it's getting closer to Quan hitting the open market? He says, "You know what, Quan? What if we come up a mill and a half a year?" And he goes, "Deal. Where do we sign?" Of course, that's possible. Okay, I don't know. No, of course. I think that's where we currently stand right now, and that's where the franchise stands right now. Now, it's also possible the Glazers are like, hey, crazies, we we love you and we trust you, but don't let Quan walk out that door. And Jason Light says, cool, let's pull the trigger on this transaction to free up some money to pull the trigger on this transaction. Now Quan's a Buccaneer, and we're good to go. Things can happen like that. Okay, but that's where I think we stand right now. With both situations, this isn't a situation where the Bucks don't want Quan Alexander. It's a situation where they're trying to make a business decision, and Quan is trying to get what he feel like, feels like he's already earned by playing on the rookie deal that he had without complaining, without trying to cause problems, without going on Good Morning Football or Instagram or Twitter talking about how he's underpaid and all the crazy crap that he could be doing, but he's not because he's trying to show the team that he is part of the franchise and, and a, a member that they want. Uh, and I think they appreciate it. Um, and if you listen to Devin White's uh, presser with the media at the Combine, he'll, he said himself, he walked into the room to talk to the Bucks. They had pictures of all their great linebackers throughout their history being on the roster today. Quan was up there. This is not a franchise who's moving on from Quan. But the honest truth is sometimes it doesn't work out. 
Warren Sapp didn't want to leave Tampa Bay when he went to Oakland. As a Raider, he he did an interview before the game, and he even in, he even said in there, "I will always be a Buccaneer, no matter what colors I'm wearing." That was a situation where the team wanted to keep the player, the player wanted to stay with the team, the numbers didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I'm you're you're 100 right. You know, sometimes the team doesn't want to lose the player. But sometimes the player decides it's best for him to walk away from the team. And, and I think you're dead on on the negotiations. They're, both sides are betting on themselves. Quan deserves he believe, er, bleh, believes he deserves a certain amount of money. The Buccaneers believe, yeah, you are worth money, but the ACL is a scary thing. So we're lowering your value a little bit. Test the market. Let's see what the open market dictates. You know, if they're closer to your number, we're, we'll move some things and we'll get it done. If they're closer to my number, hopefully, you know, we can come to an agreement. You know, it's it, it's it's simple. I don't think Quan Alexander is going to be a 401 on March 13th immediate signing with another team. I don't. I think no. it's exactly what you said. He's going to test the market, come back to the Bucks. They're going to have a shot to match or wish him the best of luck. Um Real quick, before we wrap up, because we're up against the clock, um, remind me, I'm not crazy, am I? Jason Light did say that Caleb Benenock was moving back to tackle, yes? Yep. Okay, so one would venture to guess the Bucks could say, I don't know, draft an interior lineman and move Benenock to tackle and get rid of DeMar Dotson, correct? Hey, don't get me wrong. I love Dotson, but he's getting old. No risk it, no biscuit. So that's five more million dollars. That is five more million dollars. Yep. And I've avoided speaking that into reality, but yes, that is a possibility. And And Benenock, I wrote about it. Benenock performed better as a tackle in 2017 than he ever did as a guard in 2018. And if we're getting real zany, and I mean real zany, I mean, if I didn't if I didn't infuriate enough people with my Joe McCoy and DJX comments, this will really send them over the edge. Cause I started talking about it this time last year. Mm-hmm. You trade Cameron Bright. There's seven more million. David, in the span of 30 minutes, we have given the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over $40 million in cap space. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's absolutely flexibility on this roster for Jason light and for Bruce Arians, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a spending spree. I mean, this team could very easily clear nearly $100 million in cap space and keep most of their starters uh, intact. And and here's what I think the Buccaneers need to do. I think I said this. I don't know. I've had so many conversations. I, I can't remember if it was on here or not. They need to make a move at on the defensive line. They need to make a move at the linebacker position, and they need to make a move in the secondary. Two of those moves need to be additions. One of those need, moves needs to be a subtraction before the draft. Now, signing Quan would, would be considered an addition because right now he is not on the 2019 roster. Um, signing a veteran cornerback would be an addition, and then one of the and then like a subtraction on the defensive line. That those kind of things I'm talking about. And uh, if they do that, then they're set up pretty stinking well for the draft to be able to, to execute what they need to execute uh, and make some good moves. Um, and everybody needs to understand, like there's a lot of stuff to come. I mean, 
there there's rumors out there the Bucks aren't going to be very active in free agency, and that's very very possible. But it doesn't mean that there's not potentially a seismic move laying beneath the surface somewhere uh, that could could rear rear up at any moment. Okay, um, trust yeah, me, I mean, they're, they're working, guys. Okay, and you listen to Bruce Arians, and honestly, guys, like we we hit on this pre- previously, right, James? Until Jason Light says something definitive, everybody needs to chill. Because if you listen to Bruce Arians, and, and I love Coach Arians, I love what he brings to the team, and I love his mentality, here's who Bruce Arians wants on the team. He wants to keep DJX. He has said that he likes what Gerald McCoy brings to a 3-4 scheme. And he literally said at the Combine, I want to keep every single one of our free agents. Well, guess what news came out? Andrew Adams not being tendered. He's a restricted free agent, not getting a tender offer. You know why? Because Bruce Arians doesn't make the offers. Jason Light does. And let me tell you something. There is literally no way, if we want to speak in definitives, there is zero way the Buccaneers can keep every single one of their free agents without making one of these big moves that we're talking about. And Bruce Arians knows it. But Bruce Arians isn't the money guy. Bruce Arians isn't the grocery getter. Okay, Bruce Arians is the coach. So Bruce Arians saying, I want all of our people on roster next year. Doesn't mean crap, to be quite honest with you, because he's not going to do Jason's job for him. And if you want to know what Jason's doing at work, you got to ask Jason. And that's the right way he should do it. That's that's not a shot in any way, shape, or form. But when Bruce said it, when 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 the question about Adam Humphreys came up, what do you think about Adam? He's like, I want to keep Adam. I want to keep them all. I love the comment because I'm like, man, that's that's the perfect comment because it literally tells people nothing. <laughs> it literally it means nothing. Him. It endears him at the same time. Yeah, but it got everybody all excited. Bruce wants to keep Adam. Yeah. He also wants to keep DJX. He also likes what McCoy can do in a 3-4. He also wants to bring back Juan. He literally said he wants to keep every free agent on the team. Can't do it. They're already exactly. over the salary cap if they drop a tag on Donovan Smith. And they haven't even re-signed it. And they haven't re-signed anybody yet. Except do he doesn't want to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick. Except he doesn't want to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick, yes. He doesn't want <laughs> the conflict in the quarterback. But deep down, you want Will Greer. I absolutely do not want Will Greer that at all. That takes us way to the end, and David has no comment about Will Greer because he loves him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. You can even cut that out of the podcast if you want to. I'm not cutting it out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yes, we are super, super, super over on time. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. David and I will be back to finish wrapping up the combine. We had to talk about the not so news, I guess, and kind of what what all has stemmed from that. But um, you know, David, we solved uh, we solved the Buccaneers cap issue in less than thirty minutes. I think the next podcast we need to work on solving uh, world peace, and then after that we I can solve it. world peace in a minute. We don't need to solve their cap problems. Trust me, Jason Light. Jason Light has a plan. Trust, follow the light, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Light already knows what he's going to be doing. All right. But we'll we'll also solve okay. world peace and the Flint, Michigan, uh, water crisis, and uh, we'll solve uh, people YouTubing themselves playing video games because that needs to end. But until then, make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Make sure you're sending in your voicemails to 813-444-5841. We know the voicemails have been piling up. 
towards the end of the week, I think David and I will go ahead and knock out at least one, maybe two voicemail episodes after we finish talking about our uh, our scouting combine recap. Uh, and yeah, that will pretty much do it. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. This morning